You know, there's a legend about the Podcast Republic app that if you download it when the moon is full, it causes a change in you. And that change is that your podcasts are easier than ever to listen to. That's right. Download the Podcast Republic app when the moon is full, or literally any other time. I want to make this very clear for legal reasons that this is a bit. And you favorite your podcasts and they download directly to your vice. Even on the moors? Even on the moors. That's the Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers. And with me, as always, is my tag team partner, a man who, well, probably would never be sent alone on any mission past going to the grocery store. The Macho Man Drew. Andrew Lano. I mean, I feel like if it was like a like a Catwoman-y, Black widow mission, I could do that. Who's sending you on either a Catwoman or a Black widow type mission? We're not talking about fiction. I'm saying real, actual uh, life that you live right now. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you, would not, you wouldn't be in the first 5,000 picks for that. I mean, like, I I'm know my real a- role in the espionage world is the Tom Arnold in uh, True Lies. Like, I know that that's me. At best. Like, I'm the guy who fakes a heart attack in the airport. That is a because reach for the to both give a of distraction. Us. Yeah, and I want to be very clear here. This is not me like saying like, "Oh, you're terrible and I'm great." I also would nowhere near be these choices. I just thought it was funny that you're like, "Well, you know, some sort of prowlery cat burglary thing really matches with my skills of I'm sneaky, having an acting degree. I'm sneaky <laughs> and I can climb well." Uh, we are celebrating the release of the fifth and, dear God, let's hope, final entry in the Rambo franchise, Rambo Last Blood, by watching Rambo colon First Blood Part 2. So you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your flawlessly self-written character. Something's gotta be done about your flawlessly self-written character. When the mega powers explode... I'm talking about the 80s. Oh, yeah. I'm Scott. Cream of the crop. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Mega power, yeah. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. So I'm guessing I know the answer to this question, but just so everybody knows, you've never seen a Rambo movie before, right? This is your first... I've seen Gremlins too. Okay. Um, With an, there's an extended he, Rambo sequence does, in Gremlins too. Doesn't, doesn't he do that in the first? No, I guess he doesn't. Doesn't he do that in the first Gremlins? No, the first one is John Wayne. Huh. Okay. The I swear. Or no, it's not John Wayne. The first one is driving, and the second one is where he puts the headband on okay. and he makes the um, he puts a pencil in some whiteout yeah. and lights the whiteout on fire and shoots it like a bow and arrow. Okay, okay. I do remember Gizmo putting the headband on, but I, for, for some reason I thought that was one. Uh, putting the headband on is like a very mocked thing. It was in the... Um, uh, it might be in Loaded Weapon, but it's for sure in Hot Shots. Okay, yeah. I haven't seen Loaded Weapon in so long, and I was just thinking about that the other day because I love that scene between Tim Curry and Whoopi Goldberg. The Girl Scouts? Yeah, but the one right after where she's like... 
you'll never find it. Their secret hideout is here. And he's like, is that on Elk or Ohm? Oak or Elm? And she's like, it's on El- It's on Oak Street. And then he shoots her again. She's like, you know what? Park on 13th. You'll never find parking on Oak. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, yeah. thank you. And shoots her again. Uh, I like Why what- can't comedies be good anymore? <laughs> Spoof comedies used to mean something. <laughs> well, they were written, you know, as a movie as instead of just like a collection of scenes. That's a collection of vine clips. Yeah, basically. So, okay. Rambo 1, much like Rocky 1, is uh, a totally- This movie has no previously on. Nope. And also banks on the fact that you know exactly what should like what happened up to this point. I mean, I have to feel like ninety five percent of people coming out for Rambo two saw Rambo number one. It chapter two came out two years after the first one, which like broke box office records, and it still has a previously on it. I just need a couple minutes. I, I'm not to saying set you're wrong. In. I'm saying our, but I think our attention span now is like totally, totally different. Like I, there's no way they'd ever release a sequel without a previously on recap. Like every one of those Avengers movies, they start with like a four minute dialogue scene. That's like, can you just show me a montage? It would be so much faster and less clunky. It depends. I think on the, the storytelling narrative device that they use in the films, but yeah. You end up with these like, as you recall, blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh my God, just do a clip. Just do a bunch of clips. It's fine. It's fine to do that. We all understand that you're making television and movie form. Um, I agree with you. They do not do anything to hold your hand. But secondarily, what I was starting to say is the first Rocky movie and the first Rambo movie are so unlike the sequels that come after it as to like essentially be apples and oranges. Because like even Rocky 2 is crazy different yes right? absolutely so the first rocky is like you know quiet character study about this schlubby loser and his life uh the second one gets bigger and then by the time you hit like rocky three you got wrestlers in there and stuff like that um and then obviously robots in the fourth one so with the first Happy birthday polly <laughs> and then randomly he makes it have a sex change so he can have sex with it very uncomfortable. See our Rocky Four episode for more about that particular line of discussion. Uh, but the first Rambo is about a guy who comes home from Vietnam and uh, is sort of like not sure where he fits in in the world anymore. Doesn't really understand what's happened to the country, to him, to his friends, and ends up in a some- frank portrayal of PTSD. Yeah, I mean, somewhat. It's a little. I mean, it's obviously it's over the top, but uh, only one person dies in the whole movie. Okay. And here we have... So was the first one well-regarded? I don't think it was thought of as like a... Because I know like Rocky 1 was well-regarded. Rocky 1 won Oscars. I don't think... Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think this was well-regarded in the sense of like, oh, best picture winner type deal. But I think it was was reviewed... It certainly rated highly and got good reviews as a a piece of filmmaking. Um, So... Because like reading the behind the scenes of this one and like watching this one with my eyes it just feels like stallone wrote a mary sue in a vietnam war fanfic oh it's definitely a vietnam war fanfic i mean that goes without saying but like apparently he was supposed to have a snappy sidekick and stallone was like i don't like to hear all the funny lines this is my movie and he cut the part. <laughs> he cut that character out. And he didn't take the funny line. So now there's just no. none of that. Yeah. There's and almost no he, dialogue was, in this movie. It's crazy how quiet it is after the after they get him on the plane. It's very bizarre. And apparently Dolph Lundgren was supposed to be the Russian guy in this movie. Oh, really? And he was. Yeah. And Stallone was like, no, he's supposed to be in my movie. He can't be in this one, too. 
Uh, Rocky. But you're in both, Sly. You're in both. Yeah, I was going to say, Rocky and, and Rambo are both played by you. What the hell difference does it make? Uh, I would like this movie much better if he did have a snappy dialogue in Sidekick. That's what makes Die Hard so great. That was the idea. He had like a tech guy with him who was like, I guess like a home basey, like uh-huh, uh-huh. pocket computer kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but what I was what I was driving at there, so the first Rambo, one guy gets killed. In this movie, 69 people get killed, 58 of them by Rambo. That's it? Yep. It feels like well, there's more than that. Well, on screen, I'm sure like they're not counting like every you can't possibly when he blows up all that stuff, you can't possibly count. Yeah, that's you see that's 69 right. people die. But here's where it gets buck wild. Uh the next Rambo, uh Rambo 3, uh which I think is just called Rambo 3, Electric Boogaloo. 132 people die, 78 by Rambo. And then when we Is that still 80s? Yes. I went back and forth between this one and that one, and the consensus was that this is the much better movie than that one. So, plus, this one isn't dedicated to the Taliban. So, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, well, Mujahideen fighters, but essentially the Taliban. Um, and then the craziest of this is that in Rambo 4, called John Rambo, uh, 236 people are killed. One Was that what the. Was that one in the 2000s? Yes. And I believe, I may have written this down wrong, but I believe of those 236, 183 of them are killed by Rambo. He just took the Rocky movie and was like, I'm going to do the same trajectory. No, it's- I'm going to do a bunch in the 80s and 90s, take a gap, and then come back hard in the 2000s for a sequel. Well, the thing is, Stallone didn't have anything going on in his career then. Like, Planet Hollywood failed and no one had heard from him in years. So he's like- And there's kind of a reason for that. I know. I, Rocky Balboa is a good movie. I know you think I'm insane, but it is. It's like it's a very watchable, like old guy. It, the premise is beyond stupid. Don't get me wrong. The idea that like is is Creed better? Oh, one hundred percent. Creed is a excellent okay. movie. Creed is a genuinely excellent movie. I, I think Creed, uh, frankly, Stallone should have won Best Supporting Actor that year. Really, he is phenomenal in that movie. He plays a very. It's it's so cool that a person to see a person playing a character 40 years later and getting to do like a nuanced interesting take on a character that has never been nuanced you know like you know rocky even in the original movie is a very kind of broadly sketched you know small time schlub and then in this one he's dealing with so much stuff and it's just it's a really good performance genuinely i think it's it's a very good performance he was he deservedly nominated for uh, the oscar and i think should have won it um hmm. But anyway, in this movie, you get 0.72 deaths per minute. In part four, you get three deaths in every four minutes. Oh, sorry. Okay. So you get about that's I've, I've so you get 0.72 deaths per minute. Uh, you get three deaths per minute in part four. Wow. And the first person gets murdered inside the first 10 minutes in part four. So <laughs> I've never seen that also, one. I won't. Yeah, I'm not interested in it at all, uh, to be honest with you. Um, Apparently, yeah, James Cameron wrote the first draft, and he was like, it's not the movie they made. Stallone took it and, like, ruined it. He was like, it's going to have more American politics in it. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, so, I'm trying to figure out. It's so Mary Sue that it hurts. Yeah, but I'm also trying to thread a little bit of a needle here, because I think this is written at a time where... The temperature about Vietnam was very different than it is now. Uh, I think, you know, one of the things that they kind of allude to, I don't know if he outright, does he mention being spit on in this? 
Cause I, I, yes. okay. So I'm pretty sure that's like a really somewhat famous story that's told about Vietnam veterans returning home. And there's a bunch of stories like it that go along with it. Like they, Oh, the soldiers were told to like ditch their uniforms and come home in street clothes. And the people were waiting to spit on them and stuff. And while there are many stories that people have told about being spit on, and I'm not trying to say that it certainly did not happen because like, I'm sure that a Vietnam veteran was spit upon it from all the research that I've been able to, to glean, because I find this subject very interesting, it's extremely unlikely that it was as rampant as it was portrayed because it just, it, yeah. there would have been more evidence of it. There would have been, you know, f- news coverage and such, especially of like, if people were ditching uniforms and mass at the, at the airport, there would have been, you know, news photos of just piles and piles of, you know, that would have been a cap. Oh, that'd be photo. everywhere. Yeah. Anyway. So I think, well, I, I, I don't think that it, I'm not trying to negate the like, Per, like viewpoint of the Vietnam War and like from 2019 versus 1985. Yeah. It's just, it feels so grossly self-serving to write a movie that you know you're going to star in and then like write this flawless character who goes in and wins the war and then at the end bravely turns down his Medal of Honor right. and says, give it to those soldiers. And I was like, none of you were real. Well, he also, like, like walks into Thailand. Like, he, like, it's so, but we'll get there, because that's, that's a whole different thing to unpack. Yeah, it's, I just, it bothers me that he basically wrote a Mary Sue for himself to play and was like, this is great. Like, this movie could have been good. I mean, I don't know that his skills are unearned. I mean, obviously, he knows how to shoot people. I don't think it's crazy. Like, I don't know that that's Mary Sue-ish. He literally walks in. He's like, I'm perfect shot every time. I know how to fly every helicopter. I'm perfect for this mission. I guess. But, like, ostensibly, he could have training. It just, it feels like he's the only man for the job. Like, presumably, other soldiers know how to shoot well and fly helicopters, Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Absolutely. And then the whole point is that, like, they basically pick Metal Gear Solid to play Pokemon Snap. I don't follow. So he's got this, le- like, he's like a, a hardened soldier who, like, knows the toils of battle. And then they're like, hey, we don't want you to do any fighting. We want you to go and take pictures. Well, it's a reconnaissance mission. But why? He does not seem like... So, he, I mean... He I, doesn't seem like the perfect choice for that, because that doesn't seem like his wheelhouse. I mean, I would say that knowing how dangerous the situation is and knowing that, like, you kind of need a one-man army because of the high heightened danger, like, I don't know that it's insane that they send a very trained combat person to take the photos. If he followed orders and didn't start a war, like, it would have been just, like, snap, 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 get back up and go from that, there. Yeah. Like, to me, it's like, you hired him to go in, do no damage... Take a few, like, basically go on a nature hike. Go take pictures, disturb nothing, and come back. And what is he, he, the first thing he does is like, oh, he's like Abu in the fucking Cave of Wonders. Don't touch anything. First gem he sees, he's like, gotta pick it up. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he does see a bunch of tortured prisoners. So it's not, like, I do have some slack for him. All right, let's. It just drives me nuts. Okay, I I love what you're saying. I'm not trying to put downplay, but put a pin in that and let's do what we normally do, which is like get there on, on track because I do want to talk about this opening scene where we're in jail, like literally breaking rocks apart. Like it's 1860. And I was like, why? I was like, why is he in jail? What happened? So he does get arrested at the end of the previous movie. That's established for what? (sighs) So, okay. That's like, all right, here's Rambo one in like four sentences. Vietnam vet comes to this town. That's called hope. 
looks very disheveled, practically homeless. He meets up with the wife of one of his buddies who's been killed, talks to her for a while, is on his way out of town when the sheriff picks him up. The sheriff is like real shitty and is like, oh, you're not welcome here. Kind of like drives him to the end of town and leaves. And then Rambo and he like get into it and he ends up getting arrested. Like they end up having a verbal altercation, like they yell at each other and stuff. I, again, it's been a long time, so please, folks out there, if you're like screaming about me getting the the details of Rambo wrong, I just need the broad strokes. I just need the opening paragraph on Wikipedia right. that says Rambo is an a, a action film. So he gets arrested in this small town. the The cops in this small town like beat the piss out of him and like really are just awful to him. And then he breaks out, and they go. There's like a whole manhunt sequence where he's you know like fighting these guys essentially. So that one came out in '82. This one, like we said before, is 85. But so it's, um, they yeah, they beat him up. Oh, that's what it is. When they beat him up, he gets like flashbacks. Okay. And so um, he fights his way outside, runs into the woods, and there's a search party. And then they're like, oh, my God, this guy is a Medal of Honor. He's a Green Beret. And da-da-da-da-da. And so they, they're trying to shoot him. And he's like fleeing from these cops through the woods. It's like a sort of cat and mouse game. Okay. So eventually they, you know, they shoot and shoot and shoot. And uh, he uh, eventually surrenders to the guy who pulls him out of prison here. uh, Richard Krenna's character, Samuel Troutman. Gotcha. So I do love uh, like the insane Wikipedia articles for stuff like this. Uh, So I'm I'm not going to read this whole thing because who could possibly care? And I'm sure these details are like in the movies are probably actually more realistically, probably from the novelization. But the level of. And this is. This is Wikipedia, not the not the Rambo Correct. Wiki. This is actual right? Wikipedia, um, and this is this is uh, the bio of that character, who I think is at least in three of these movies, might be in four. I'm not sure, um, but it says Colonel Sam Troutman is the is the secondary character in the franchise. He was born July 6, 1929, in Columbus, Ohio. After graduating from Hilldale High School in his hometown and receiving a BA in sociology from the University of Texas in 1950. Troutman joined the United States Army through the ROTC. When in these Rambo movies are they like taking a time out to tell you that he went to high school at Hilldale and he got a BA in sociology? Maybe you would say that I can see the BA in sociology being like a throwaway line, but it's just such a weird. Or they just freeze framed on his office. Yeah, that's more like. And like zoom, yeah. zoom in enhanced. Yeah, you're, you're more likely. <laughs> Speaking of wiki, there's a. Uh... I discovered that there's a Wikipedia, the wiki, the wiki for "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" Mm-hmm. is very detailed. Of course it is. Each episode has three paragraphs or no, two paragraphs to describe the intro of the kids sitting around the campfire, ten paragraphs of the actual plot of the story that gets told, and then two more paragraphs to to cover the wrap up at the end after the kid like Regan on the kids in the campfire. Great googly moogly, that's insane. I was like, that's a sad, sad person. Um, anyway, so Troutman comes to see Rambo while he's breaking rocks. Uh, why is he breaking rocks as, as his prison sentence? That's a good question. I don't know. It doesn't really make sense. I guess they're slowly making gravel. What rocks is he breaking? I don't they're know. slowly making gravel. It's the slowest gravel creator on earth. Um, I could at least be mining. Yeah. No, I mean, it just it's just hard labor. It's like a prison labor camp, which I know is a thing in certain places and certainly was in the United States in certain times. But the idea of just like breaking rocks is hilarious to me. Do they? I think they were at a similar place in the Superman 4 we did. Yes, I think so. I think, at the end. Uh, well, in the, be- in the beginning, too, when they break Gene Hackman out, he's a, he's like breaking oh, rocks. Oh, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Charles Napier, friend of the pod. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, he wants to send Rambo back to Vietnam, and I, uh, this is uh, this whole movie is extremely sweaty. But it starts here with these these actors portraying the guards who have like deep V's of sweat in their back. It's just like from shoulder blade to butt crack is this deep V of sweat, and all I can think of is like either they applied that, which is unlikely, no. or they've been shooting this scene a lot of times, which means that Stallone and or Richard Crenna had a real tough time getting through this mm, three-page scene, maybe. Well, friggin' Stallone's wearing a tank top. Yeah. He cools cucumber. Exactly. What does he care? Yeah, he doesn't have any worry. You Karen know what? Will... I forgot. Can we just do it three more times just to be safe? <laughs> can, we get, can we get cross coverage? I feel like we don't have enough cross coverage. Maggie, where's where's my eyeline here? Where's, where's my sight line? <laughs> Uh, but he's apparently been there for three years when they bust him out. So they bust him out. Okay. We're going to get you to we're kicked back to Vietnam. And he says. He's got primo 80s hair. He, it's very he's got feathery, like, floaty, fair Rock faucet. of ages. Yes. Like he's. He, I, I expect him to like pick up an axe, like a guitar, not a, an actual axe, and just start shredding. Yeah, it's floofy as hell. Uh, and, and we get the, the classic line of, do we get to win this time? And then Richard Crenis says, well, it's up to you. I'm like, oh, my God. Everything about this everything about this is not for me. So, like, hang on. Was Sly Stallone ever a veteran, like, an, in the armed forces in any capacity? Extremely unlikely. Then, like, it just, that's why that's so weird to me. That, like, this isn't based on a true story of some guy. This isn't some, this isn't an actual veteran. I mean, this is just, like, they still- I'm... <sighs> handsome mchandsome but they still make who wrote a movie for myself but they still make true pumper movies like this this is not new yeah but th- it the stars don't write those movies that's what i mean i mean like that to really me i don't know why that to me, to me like if he what does it matter who writes it because it feels so self-serving that he wrote it knowing that he was gonna do it i mean you also have to remember at this point he's like one of the two biggest stars in the entire world like there is in 1985, Stallone is only short of Schwarzenegger in terms of in terms of this and Terminator. No, no, because Terminator comes out in 84. Okay, yeah, 84, 92. Yeah, I, Schwarzenegger becomes bigger, but at this exact moment, Stallone might be the biggest movie star in the entire world. That's fair. In terms of like name that will carry you to big box office kind of guy, I mean he's. No, I yeah. get it. So, but like to me, it's no different than like your true pumper movies where it's like the the horses in Afghanistan, whatever the hell that was called, that just came out fairly recently. Oh, I was like War Horse. I feel like Jim from the Office was in it, maybe. But there's like there's like what, there's like several of these movies that come out every year that are very conservative, like very much pro troop or whatever. And I'm not like discussing my personal politics around here. I'm just saying like I don't know what else you call the movie that is just like so rah rah pro troop or whatever. Um, but so it's like it's not crazy to me that this movie is so pro troop you know, Vietnam was not a mistake and we were, we had every right to be there kind of thing. Cause it's like, there's a, there's a segment of the American population that still feels that way. Go look at how Jane Fonda is treated in 2019 by a segment of the population. Oh yeah. 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 I forgot like, about that. People still call her ha- Hanoi Jane and all that stuff. And it's just like, okay. Okay. I guess we're never going to let this one go. Huh? Anyway, uh, we are at the base and uh, Rambo meets the leader of the Cobra Kai dojo, who we will find out is yeah. the pilot. Uh, 
And doesn't speak to him? No, he's real shitty. I just like, that's, I was like, I don't know you, Rambo. I need a little explanation. Like, yeah, it really doesn't I do need it, something. It doesn't do anything. It's just, like, I was like, is this normal for Rambo? Right. Is he like right. just a quiet dude? Yeah. The the scene in the jungle that's like a couple minutes from now does a little bit of like establishing character, but there is nothing other than the like other than the scene where two other characters have a very uh reverse Bechdel test where it's just like we're only gonna talk about Rambo and his credentials. They like just list off all of his awards and his background and like what he's an expert in. It's basically in. the song Gaston. Yeah, no, it's but about totally Rambo. that. Yeah. Yeah, no one blows up villages like Rambo is is the is no the one shoots like Rambo. No one shoots like Rambo. <laughs> yeah. No one shoots and he shoots and he shoots like Rambo. <laughs> no one blows up bridges with arrows like Rambo. Like it's so ridiculous. <laughs> and frankly, points to what you said before of like he really needs a Lafu. Like the whole reason that character works, he does. He has Lafu to make him look even more big. I hate that he wrote himself a like paper thin uh sexy female guide yeah in place of like something with substance that would have helped balance this out who as a character i don't know if it's the actress or or if it's written this way it could be either frankly doesn't speak english very well and therefore doesn't get a lot of dialogue mm-hmm and like has maybe a stupid I shoe she doesn't horn. speak english well she just has a very thick accent so it's hard to understand her and therefore there's not that much dialogue given to her and there's a stupid shoehorned romance that means nothing and goes nowhere. It might because be the most insane, oh, they're in love, of anything we've just, ever watched. And that it, says a lot. It's so frustrating because basically up to this point, she has like, when the romance, we're jumping ahead, I don't really care. When the romance happens at this at that point, she has already like snuck into the base, done a bunch of killing to, to free Rambo. Yeah, she rules. And like, like badasses her way out of there. And rather than, like, Rambo just really appreciates what this woman did for him, it has to be, well, no, she did it because she's in love with me. And, like, no, dude, like, she could just be a badass. Right, exactly. And it's probably more interesting if she just is like, hey, I've lived in a war zone for most of my life, so I'm good at this. Yeah, because she's, like, definitely 20 years old Max, supposed to be. Right. And also, like, it's 1985, that character doesn't really exist for women. Ripley is, like, the exception that proves the rule before you tweet at me, I know about Ripley, thank you. But, like, so rare does a woman get to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, Sarah Connor, because I feel like Sarah Connor wasn't Sarah Connor in the first Terminator. No, she's not. She's a waitress. Mm-hmm. It's not... She doesn't have those shoulder muscles it's yet. It's not until the second movie when she's, like, a hardened badass and just kicking names and taking ass. Yeah, I did that backwards on purpose, just to be clear. I know. Okay. Well, just I just know. for the people out there who are like, "Oh, that's funny." Flub. Just to be clear, uh, she looks f- awesome as hell in that new trailer. By the way, she does. Uh, I'm so excited to see older people coming back to fulfill iconic roles again, like Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. But also, and, like, like this, letting there be older women badasses too, because like I don't have any problem with that archetype. But it has solely been the domain of men, with like Stallone doing Rambo Four and all that stuff, where it's like Expendables. Oh my God! Didn't Helen? Hel- I feel like Helen Mirren was in one. She of She was those. in Red. Yes, yes. But I'm the I'm uh, more specifically. Ta- that is a good point. More specifically, I was talking about the reprisal of like. Played a badass, oh, yeah, playing yeah. that same badass now as an older person or an old person, I think is really cool. And the trailer for that new Terminator shows, like, basically has, like, 
Schwarzenegger's not doing stuff in that movie. He he is, from what I understand, living in hiding. Yeah, which like I love that. Like that makes so much sense. That the Terminator would have been like, "Hey, everything's cool. I'm just going to disappear from the world. Mm-hmm. I'm not needed right now." Yeah, and apparently Edward Furlong came back and did some. Uh, he's not in the movie, but he did a bunch of. Uh, dot tracking facial stuff so that they could have more scenes of young Edward Furlong saying things that he didn't say in the original movie. So I'm really intrigued what those flashbacks are going to be like. That's very curious. Yeah, I know. But it's like, James, why didn't they get it? What was he doing that they didn't put him in the movie? I think meth. Still? I thought I thought that was like an early 2000s thing for him. I, thought, I, thought I, that I was... knew he had some serious drug problems. I have no idea what he looks like. I knew like that, now. yeah. That's true. Like, Although that kid from Stranger Things would be a really good stand-in. Yes, he definitely would have. Uh, the brother of... Every time yeah, I see him, I I'm can't like, get over it. It kills me. It's like, I'm just looking this at... This freaking Edward Furlong-looking motherfucker. Yeah. He and Ben Schwartz. No. <laughs> no, I... No, what's his... I, I think uh, I think his name is Joe, the actor, who plays no, who's Steve. John Ralphio, yeah. That's, what's John Ralphio's Ben Schwartz is John Ralphio, you're correct. Oh, but the actor in Stranger Things, I think his name is Joe. The character's name mm-hmm. is Steve. I don't think they, like, I think they look alike, but it is not as, uh, as like, jarring for me as the other guy. Anyway, we should talk about Rambo. We are so in the should weeds. We? Yeah, because we have to get through this. Um, He's basically a suicide squad on this mission. Yes, but there is the scene here. So when they meet Charles Napier, we do get your backstory in that Charles Napier reads his dossier. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently lies about his own. Yes. Uh, and this is where I was like, this is so cool to have two characters just like talk about stuff instead of having a short montage where we like see, like use this voiceover and do a montage of like, he saved 52 men in a, you know, I was like, weren't you the one who said 10 minutes ago that Marvel movies shouldn't have talking and should have montages instead? Yes. Yes. That's what I'm saying is like the opposite of what you're supposed to do in a film is 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 tell don't show like show like just do a do the same voiceover and have a quick montage it can't be that much more like shooting time yeah just pull footage from the first one i don't think that there is footage in the first one that would be useful because it really is it's like a dude running in the woods for an hour it's like 30 minutes in town and like an hour of a dude in the woods um so we get like a sweaty prep montage of like Rambo putting a knife in his boot and tying his shoes. It's so gay. It's very, very erotic. Uh, then we get on this. Like Alexa, play careless with. Yeah, exactly. Then we get on this plane and there's this like log sequence of the plane where uh, he like tries to jump out of the plane and he gets stuck and he's like hanging on the side. And all I kept thinking was like, if you came into this movie in 1985, like there's there's certainly none now, but even if you came to this movie in 1985, there's no tension here. I don't believe that Rambo Two is 17 minutes long and ends with Rambo getting sucked into a propeller and turned into blood mist. Like I don't believe. I that. was like, this is the dumbest tension yes. that serves no purpose. Right now, if it was Rambo and another guy, and he's trying to see, that's that's. I'm glad you brought it up you, because that's totally what this was. They were both hanging out of there, and it was Rambo saves the other dude. Makes so much more sense that Stallone just like copy delete copy delete yeah because it's uh, I hadn't seen that do you think it was like do you think it was like plane tether to Rambo and then tether to the nerdy guy I think they got stuck is my guess it's like the the most tense version of the scene is like 
somebody jumps and there's like a, a cords wrapped around a foot or something and someone gets ripped and they're stuck. And then it's like the other dude's about to get sucked into the propeller and Rambo's trying to free both of them. And then Rambo has to sit like you could do kind of a point break. Well, no, that's what I mean. Like, do you think that they were like connected together and then it was Rambo was in between the nerdy guy and the plane and he had to be the one to saw it out? Probably something like that. I don't think they were tethered as in like a tandem jump. I think they were like stuck. Oh, okay. yeah, that's what I was trying to say. I think they like they were supposed to jump separately and they got stuck together. He does clip something to the plane before he jumps out, and I don't. So there's definitely a thing I've seen in war movies where until you leave the plane, you're you're on like a carabiner on a on a line in the plane, so that if like you did get sucked out, it wouldn't be. Like you would be stuck to the plane on purpose. Like it would be you're tethered in, yeah, and you like walk it up to the thing, and then you unclip to jump. I've seen that in other jump movies, but that's not what this is. No, it looks he like walks a to belt. the he walks to the opening, clips himself in, and then looks for the green light and jumps. And I was like, I don't. I'm confused. Well, by that's that. what I'm saying is he's waiting for the all clear, and until it's all clear, you don't want to be not tethered to the plane. Yeah, but like it's not like he clips it and walks like he like walks to the window and clips the opening and clips gotcha. it on, clips it in place. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's I just think it's very the same weird. Principle. Yeah, but yes, and so this, he's like dangling outside the plane, and it's just like there's no way this like it's Rambo two is not 17 minutes long. It ends with him just splattered on the back of the tail. Like, although I would watch the hell out of that. Yeah, movie. no, I would love it. I would love it. Charles Napier would love it too. Spoiler alert. He would, because he's evil. Um, so he cuts away. He at, what, Part of the reason it takes so long in this scene is like, they've given Rambo every great gun, every piece of gear, every tracking equipment, every digital who's a what's a biz a thing, like every single piece of gear you could want. And so this is just so that we can get Rambo in the woods with nothing but the bow and arrow, except he still has the bag of magic tips that turn them into bazookas. Yeah, but again, it harkens back to, like, we don't want you to do any fighting, so we're going to give you a small arsenal that can only be rivaled by the movie Tremors. So, I thought it was, I thought he had the, the, the gun, I thought he had a gun that he lost, and then I thought he had a bunch of, like, tracking equipment. I, for some reason, remember he had, like, a, just a ass load of knives. Oh, he always has a lot ass load of knives. That's Rambo. That's his, like, signature. And then, like, a bunch of guns. And then his bow and arrow and his little Hawkeye thing where he, like, spins the dial and is like, now it's explosive. Now it's a poison dart. If Rambo was a chain restaurant, he the uh, knives would be his baby back ribs if he were. If he were the, if Rambo was an Applebee's, <laughs> knives would be his baby back ribs. Uh, media- that was a Chili's. Yeah. Oh, damn it. See, I didn't even get that right. All right, let me try it. <laughs> if Rambo was a Chili's, his signature item, a la baby back ribs, would be his knives. <laughs> The first thing the servers would be trained to pitch would be the knife. Yeah, yeah. You sit down at the table. They're like, "Well, uh, I hope you're here for our baby back, baby back knives." And then they stab him, <laughs> just like a right in the ribs. Would you like to try our our super spicy, sassy jalapeno margarito today? If I don't offer you that, I get a fine. <laughs> Is that what they would do at Red Robin? Uh, it would if your sir there or there would be things on the table that would like if your server did not offer you this like super sour sassy lemonade you get a free thing on us. So they would they put a bounty on you on the customers. What a bunch of you nuts. had to you had to at least offer. But what like did you get dinged if you didn't do it? I don't I don't remember because I I I didn't work there very long. Yeah. It was a thousand years ago. Um, but I would imagine you get something. That's insane. Uh, but anyway, Rambo jumps out of the plane and ends up in Jurassic Park, which is cool and weird. 
conspicuously, they don't show you him landing yes. or falling yeah. or anything. Well, that's really expensive. And also, he's not going to jump out of any planes because he's the biggest star in the world. It's not like now where there Tom Cruise tr- is like, I want I want my death to be filmed by a large <laughs> crew of people. And I want to make other people eventually watch that. Yeah. But I, I don't mean like that. Like, there's not even like him hanging in a tree and he has to like pull the cord and fall. There's, it's just yep. all of a sudden he's walking around. And I was like, well, hang on. Something happened between a point A and C. I don't, I don't need to see Rambo like everything, but like, show me him in the tree. Right. Show me him at least like jump, then start, have him jump, then start filming. So he like lands on the ground. Yeah. Like anything that shows me. You could very easily like put him in a, a harness, attach a harness to the crane and just like have him jump, like do the, the coming to the ground part of the jump. Yeah, because he still has a, a parachute. Right. That still worked. Um, but I do, I do like this shorthand of like, how badass is Rambo? Oh, well, he bare hands a snake. A definitely real and not rubber snake. A scene you think, mm, what a throwaway line. Oh, you'd be wrong. Guess what Rambo's job is in Rambo for? Snake Clearing handler? Clearing snakes. Is he St. Patrick? <laughs> Basically, yes. No shillelagh, though. Only a bow. Uh, fair. Um... And then there's someone in one of those stereotypical Asian rice conical paddy rice paddy hat in the middle of the jungle. And I was like, that's super, like, that's not, that's, that's really conspicuous. Right. It's, what are we doing here? Very, very easy to spot what you're wearing. And it's his, <gasps> it's a g- g- girl. Yeah. And people speak Vietnamese throughout this movie and not a lick of subtitles. Yeah. Well, I, I <laughs> It's also weird because Rambo speaks it. Yeah. So, like, for... Pe- characters speak it to each other. From an audience perspective, like, how about we just know what's happening? Mm-hmm. I understand sometimes... If, if you know, Rambo doesn't understand Vietnamese and, you know, they're speaking it or whatever, but, like, everyone in this world is supposed to know that what that means. Right. We're, you're inviting us into the world. Clue us in. Right. Uh, and here we get Rambo's first attempt at a one-liner where she asks why he was late and he says that he got hung up. You're not Arnold. Right. Get out of you here. Do not have, you do not have the gravitas for this. I'm very sorry to tell you. Although, honestly, cut to Batman and Robin, and I feel like Stallone has the exact same level of pow- of word power for those stupid puns. Yeah. No, you're you're not wrong. Did, I, did you know Sly Stallone was in a Spy Kids movie? Doesn't surprise me. He plays like three different parts. Really? All of them. Yeah. It's like a mad scientist and then like a bald monk guy and then a businessman, I think. Hmm. And I want to say it's the 3D one that I never really saw. Okay. But he's in that. And I'm always like, what are you doing here? (laughs) I see pictures and I'm like, what is happening? So we get like a lot of dialogue between him and her in this sequence. And the thing that's tough here is like, he's still playing Rambo from Rambo 1 in this sequence. But this movie is so tonally different than that first movie that it just is so out of place. He has this like all shucks puppy dog-ness to his performance, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Of like, I would agree. He, you know, he's like really sad and talks about all the friends that he's lost and how he like came home and nobody wanted anything to do with them and 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 so on and so forth. But then, like twenty minutes from now, he's just blowing away a village of people. Like they're bad guys. You know, they're shooting at him. It's not just like an innocent village. But it's so weird. Of like the the second half of this movie is a ten out of ten in terms of broad nonsense and in the first in the mm-hmm. first half it's like almost that broad and instead we got Stallone doing this performance it sticks out so much it's really weird they also 
so there's a moment when they, so I guess a bunch of pirates take them down the river and Stallone asks like what do we do in the, if someone attacks us and they say oh we have this and they lift a secret compartment and pull out a missile launcher that very clearly has Russian writing uh-huh. on it the Cyrillic alphabet yeah. and they kind of do a bit of a zoom yeah. so you see it and they put it away and I was like oh so the Russians are supplying cool yeah. that was a great moment uh-huh. of show don't tell three seconds later Stallone goes and picks it up and goes this is Russian <laughs> and I was like yes thank you Sly yeah. thank you for circling it that's correct <laughs> Thank you for circling it with a highlighter because apparently we're playing fucking Blue's Clues. <laughs> yeah, think yes, he's blue. It's like, hey, and I just figured uh, out Red's clues because he's like red, like the commies. <laughs> oh wait, that's, uh, the, that's the other ones where I fight the Russian. Oh no, now I fight the Russians in both of them. I can't keep it straight. We're just gonna put Russians in both. Um. Basically, he showed up to set, and if they put boxing gloves on his hands or guns in his mm-hmm. hands, was how he knew what he was shooting. Exactly, and the hair is a little different, slightly. Um, but the military people are like, "Hey, he got sucked out of an airplane and was not over his drop zone, so we should probably just assume he's dead." Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Richard Crenna is like, "Nothing can kill the Rambo." It's, I know that's not a good Richard Crenna impression. Just to be clear, it's not. It's not good. Um. And they're like, I mean, I guess, but, like, what if he is just, like, did you see the new Predator? Yeah. Not the newest, but the last one? Uh, Where they were on a planet? Yes. And there's that first guy who just parachute doesn't open, and he just, like... He Star Trek dies. Yeah, he full crunches. Like, there's a very real possibility that that could have happened to Rambo. Absolutely it could have. I also like the Um, bit where he and she and uh, Rambo are talking... And uh, he has, she has this necklace on. And he's like, "What's that?" And she's like, "My good luck charm." And she, she's like, "Don't you have one of those?" And he goes, "Yeah." And he pulls his knives out. <laughs> I like. He basically like swaddles them at night. Oh, for sure. And like puts them to bed. He lovingly, tenderly wraps them up and puts them in bed next to him. One hundred percent. He like gently pu- rub. He gently like goes up and down on the strop on a leather strop uh-huh. to like hone it uh-huh. every uh-huh. night, like. That's it, baby. <laughs> um, so Stallone comes across the... Is this the only encampment? Because it feels like there's like four, but also only one. Like, this movie is so very they, unclear. Well, they do talk about like the, it moving around and stuff. So I'm unclear if like Stallone... Like the timeline of how long he's in the woods is incredibly unclear to follow to me. Like, I have no idea. Is it a day? Right. It could be a is month. Is it a week? I have no idea. Um, but it seems like there's like outposts of the main camp is sort of the vibe that I get, but I really don't know. The movie certainly doesn't take the time to explain it. Yeah. But because like the, he sees the prisoners there and then he, like they're all in a cage. And he immediately is like, I will disregard the orders that I have. Because then he sees one guy left out in the elements. Right. He's um, been like nearly crucified basically. Yeah. And he's like, well, I have to save this guy immediately right now, regardless of what my orders are. Um, and it turns into a really bad video game um, escort mission. This whole this where, whole movie is basically Far Cry. I don't know if you ever played those games, but it is. I did not. I, I, I've I've seen Rambo one. I'm like ninety percent sure. Most of these movies were like ones I caught on cable in pieces. I don't know that I've ever like deliberately sought out a Rambo movie before. Um, fair, but far cry I, I, as a game series, I really enjoy. And it's like watching this movie is like, Oh, this is just far cry. Like they just adapted Rambo. See, to me, the movie feels like the, 
the Vietnamese woman who's his guide was like, oh, you have to rescue that soldier, but be careful. He has bad allergies, and if you stay still in the grass too long, he'll sneeze. <laughs> because that's what happens. No, it is. It is. He's like, it's always, they're like hiding from like a light or from a guy, and he's like, achoo. And I'm like, that's what, this is just a shitty escort yep. mission with stupid arbitrary rules. Yep. And then, like, as someone who plays video games, they have the guys up top on the towers with a light. Yep. And, like, if you make a noise, they shine the light. And Rambo shoots the guy while the light's still on. And I was like, no, no, no. You wait till they turn it off. And then you get them. <laughs> well, he by shooting that guy, he's no longer pointing the light at them. I guess. But the light's still on. People would be like, why is this light yeah, pointing at yeah. the ground randomly? I, I have to say, I, this. so they, like, he they escape for a bit, him and, and this POW. And this guy... Gives a really, really good performance for this one scene. I thought all the POWs did. I agree with that broadly, but this guy in particular, I really want to single out here because there's this really moving, like, seriously, like, moving bit that he does where he asks Rambo what year it is. He tells tells him what's been going on, and then he asks what year it is, and Rambo says, it's 1985, and this guy, it's like he got hit in the gut with a sledgehammer. I mean, it is brutal to watch it's brilliant and it's it's all in the eyes it's just like some micro eye movements but my god is this great like this dude suddenly realizes he, the way he looks it's like oh i've been i've been here for two years like this has been this has been hell for two mm-hmm. years uh also to recap for everyone uh rambo was tasked to go in take photos and leave yep what he did instead was take no photos rescue one prisoner out of 15 we'll say it's more than 15 Kill- I, think it, I think it's like close to 20 it looks like kill a bunch of vietnamese soldiers and then just leave with the ones with the one pow mm-hmm. which like just feels like it's not a good idea no it's certainly not and it's, it's also like, like why are you saying like this one guy assumedly would be like hey this is great and all but there's like a lot of friends of mine back there but it just it, it made no sense why like wouldn't ha- they just be like oh if they're gonna kill our men if they're gonna sneak in here save one guy kill all our men we're just gonna kill all these prisoners right they would just kill them all like instantly like, if Rambo had gone in guns, bla- like, in, a was it Predator 2 we covered? Predator, no, Predator, Predator 1 is yeah. in the jungle. Like, if he had, like, done the, like, run the truck into the village yeah. and rescue every like, that would make so much more sense. Right. Than, like, I'm going to rescue one person, kill a lot of people, and run away. Well, especially in light of the fact that later in this movie, we see how much of an arsenal he had and how good he is at using it. It's like, why didn't you just do that then? Like, instead of the mad dash to get this one guy... And I'm guess it's like, oh, you know, he wasn't thinking clearly, but still, it just seems very stupid. Yeah. And so they run over to the pirate boat, and rather than, like, dive under the under some covers and hide, Rambo stands and poses on the front of the boat like friggin' Jack and Titanic. He's like the mermaid on the front of the pirate ship. <laughs> he, he is! Hey, uh, I'm the good luck charm. Um, and then this is where we get- The pirates double-cross double cross, Yeah. Um, this scene is incredible. The squibs, oh And makes my no God. sense? Well, yeah, of course not. But Rambo, like, fighting back against these dudes and just massacring all of them is, like, the pinnacle of stupid action movie stuff. Yeah. But, like, there's there's a man staring at his back, and he reaches behind his back into his secret knife hidey hole and pulls two knives out. Well, no, I, t- I duct tape a gun to my upper back. I see. With wrapping tape, wrapping paper tape. Um, there's a man staring at his back and he pulls out his two secret knives and this man doesn't do anything. No, he just watches him do it. 
Does have a gun though. Has a gun that he could have shot Rambo with. Super. You know the phrase. A gun. It's a very long bring a gun. knife to a gunfight. The the phrase that means you're underprepared because the gun is better. Right. Also, it's a giant shotgun that's like the one in Terminator that they used to blow holes in the T one thousand. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they they see the other boat coming with the um the Vietnamese army. Is that would that be the phrase? They're the Vietnamese army. So I don't. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what the proper term would be. And frankly, I'm guessing this is not like the proper army. Yeah. So the bad guys, we'll say, blanket term. They see the bad guy boat coming up on them and Rambo shoots all these guys. Uh, the the lady guide and the POW jump off the yeah. boat. Um, and then Rambo shoots the Russian missile launcher oh. at the other boat. It's a great, expl- it's I will say, f- the explosions in this movie are impeccable. They're, they are impeccable explosions. They are, frankly, the measure by which movie explosions should be measured against. Yeah. Like, if you find a YouTube compilation of all the explosions in Rambo in 1080p, watch that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, So he jumps off the boat, and the, the guide just goes, you did it, Rambo, yeah. and claps for him. And I was like... What? Yeah, her whole character is insane. It feels very patronizing, like when you get off a ride at Universal and they all clap for you. I actually think that's like my favorite part of theme parks where they're like, you survived a roller coaster that 6,000 people will survive today. It's just like, I don't know. But no, it's because every ride at Universal does the clap. Every yeah, single no, one. Do, yeah. And I don't like that. That's weird. I hope that as we exit all these haunted houses, they're going to be just, yay, you did it. <laughs> no, it's just unenthused people with light up wands waving them in one direction <laughs> um so uh rambo the woman disappears well, wait, she's wait, like wait you can't gloss over the franchise launching line that happens right here i did she and her have a powwow my mind she she and rambo have a powwow and she says to rambo you're not expendable only after he teaches her what expendable is <laughs> yes but she says you're not expendable. And I'm going to shit all over this movie. I don't care. No, I'm yeah, saying the whole the, point the, we had to sit there. They made four goddamn trash movies about the expendables because of this one stupid line in Rambo. Oh, is that where that came from? I mean, obviously, the expendable is a term I, that's not exclusive to the Rambo franchise. But I was like, oh, certainly he was rewatching his own movie and came up with this. Yes. Um he has to teach her what expendable means. And I was like, what are we doing yeah, here? Yeah. Um, and so he and the POW are running across the rice field, the rice paddy fields. And, Is that what those yeah, are? Yeah, And they're getting mortar shells launched at them. It's just like explosions it's, everywhere. It feels like the least efficient way to kill someone who is maybe a hundred yards away from you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it does encompass a large area if you're not a good shot. Um, so the, the chopper gets close and they're like, Rambo has a guy with him. And like, understandably at first, Charles Napier is like, that was 100% not the mission. Right. Like, hey, pal, what you doing there? You're, uh, you're, you're not alone anymore, huh? So did you take pictures of the other prisoners for us? Like, oh, no, no. Okay, then. Um, and so Charles Napier is like, hey, abort the mission. Get out of there. And Troutman gets coerced with a gun to leave. Yeah, so we have our second double cross of the movie. 
Um, and then there's like, it was all a write-off. You knew he was going to... He was going to do it. And so at this point, I'm like, wait, was the jump a setup? Like, did they, is that why he got stuck when he got out of the plane? Like, did they try to kill him? And then, no, we find out it, it, that was not part of the plan. But it's like, well, wouldn't it have made your plane easier if he had just died right then? Like, it should have been part of your plan. But wouldn't wouldn't it have made the plane easier to not get the best of the be- best? Yeah. Like, but- why didn't Charles Napier be like, hey, no, I have the perfect man. And it's like his toady. Yeah. Who just like parachutes directly to the pickup location, waits there for thirty six hours, and then they pick him up. It's like it's Derek in accounts payable who's like, um, "Excuse me, guys, I, I'm not trained for this operation. I only went tandem jumping one time, and that ha- I had the instructor strapped to me. This is this is a very advanced type of jump, and I do not feel adequately prepared for this. Yeah, so I was like, if. If Charles Napier's whole point was that, like, we don't want to find POWs who want to save, I guess he wanted to save money. Was that what it was? Time, Money and resources? I, I don't quite get what their plan was. Like, it seems like the idea was that Rambo would get killed and then maybe they could, like, start another war. But if that's what they wanted, well, no, I th- then they just need to know the POWs were there. It's all very confusing to me. Yeah, he was like, the, if we don't find POWs, we can pull out of this war. But if we find POWs, everyone's going to want to go back in. And I was like, yeah, if but if you didn't want to, fi- if you purposely didn't want to find anyone, why were you like, you know what? Let's definitely get this guy. Just get Joe Schmo. Well, honestly, like, you know what else would have been a great plan? Just ex- ruin all the film that you give the person. Well, that's what um, Troutman says. Right. He's like, if he had brought back film, it would have disappeared, wouldn't right. it? And like, no, you know what we could have done? Just taken taken our own photos, doctored our own photos, staged our own exactly, photos. Exactly, exactly. Um, so the whole, it just feels very like, look how savage these people are. Like they put him in pig poop in a jock strap. Well, they, they hit, is it pig poop? I thought it was a pit full of leeches, like a, just like cr- well, bad water. And pig poop. Yeah, okay. Because there were it were, there were pigs and a, like a and a, a, a slidey thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. so all their poop went down the slide into Rambo's. So it's a uh, it's a it's a water. latrine pit. Yes. Um, and this is the guy that was supposed to be Dolph Lundgren. Would have been much more intimidating than this. Like very, th- this guy has sort of the vibe. This Lucius Malfoy looking. Yeah, fucker. I actually was thinking of um. Oh damn! What's the, Christoph Waltz? Oh, like of the like quiet, unassuming guy, and then it turns out he's a real evil sob. But this dude doesn't have the the, the acting chops to pull off the turn. He does not have that. What is Chris? Has Christoph Waltz done anything yeah, lately? He's in a lot of stuff. He's just bouncing around. Oh, I feel like I don't see him. Um, they punch Rambo a lot, and then strap him to a metal bed and electrocute him a yeah. lot. And then they're gonna burn him. They burn him, and he still won't talk. And they're like, "All right, well, uh, I'm gonna burn this guy instead because it seems like that would bother you." And Rambo's like. Oh no, they're gonna burn my new friend. And then he just like hulks out and kills a bunch of people. But like, so this is where I'm very confused because they're like, I want you to radio your people, your home base, and say you've been captured and gonna be killed and don't send anyone after you. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Well, it's a trap. And then they're like, and, but then he's like, to make him tell, to make him do this, I'm going to tell him he was actually abandoned by his own military. And I was like, then why, really, why the hell would he do any of this? <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, to me, it's like they're just trying to set up a trap, right? Where they're like, don't come get me. I'm at this coordinates, but you can't come. And then they're they're going to come anyway. Oh, see, I didn't think th- I didn't think he was telling them actually where he was. I thought he was just like, hey, 
uh, I've been kidnapped and they're going to kill me. No, I thought they wanted him. I thought he was like, you need to tell them where you are so they'll come get you and we can kill all of them. Clearly the movie wasn't yeah, clear. Yeah, obviously. Um, all those fanbos are going to be tweeting oh, at us like, you wrong. Fanbo, I like that. Um, at this timestamp, clearly they say. <laughs> Uh, so so he, this he is where like a, 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 he, there's actually kind of a clever thing. And I wish that she got more respect for it later because um, I think it's Cho Ba is the character's name, but she, she comes back. Cho Bao. Cho Bao. Okay. Maybe um, she has like a big gigantic machine gun and he sees her outside and like starts this fight. Well, she sneaks in as a prostitute because right. she knows prostitutes show up regularly. So she's like flirts her way in. Kills a guy, yeah. sneaks out around, and goes under the hut where they're keeping Rambo, and like lies in wait and makes eye contact with him, so he knows she's there when he's ready. Yeah, and then like she's the real reason he gets out because he like causes a middle little distraction, and she just blows away two guys with this giant machine gun. Yeah. So we get like another like okay, let's catch our breath scene, and it's the two of them. They also leave the POW in the hut. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, I don't think he will. I think I thought he was like gonna make a stand and not go, but yeah, I, I don't know how that went down. It seems very strange. It was he was so it was the POW he had originally rescued was in the hut while Rambo was being tortured, and they were like, "We're gonna just put this hot knife through his eyeball if you don't do it." And then when Rambo says he'll radio, they throw him to the ground. And then we don't see him again. Right. And then Rambo runs away with the lady. And I was like, but what about that guy that you were, right. who was the most was important person to room? rescue? Like, was the radio room a different room and they just all kind of look the same because the set design is not that good? No, I think it was all the same okay. room. Well, anyway, we have that scene from Supernatural where the two characters sit on the hood of the car and talk about their feelings. And it's Rambo and Chobao. And they're talking about, like, you know, uh, you know uh, take me away from yeah. all this Rambo. And then they kiss. You're my only hope. Then they kiss and I'm like, oh, she's definitely about to get killed. Like, I knew she got killed because I knew that's where the headband came from. But I was like, oh, she's definitely about to die if she just kissed him. And yeah. So this love is useless because she's like, I love you, Rambo. Takes two steps and gets shot like Bambi's she, mom. No, uh, no, she is immediately killed by 100 bullets. This is not Bambi's mom with like a carefully placed shot and she's dead. They basically turn her into pudding. Yeah. And so he holds her and kisses her. And I was like, you know what? You could have just appreciated Rambo that she's a badass who saved your life. Like, that could have been, it could have just been appreciation. Yeah, but, like, it could have just been, they could be friends, you know? Like, they, yeah, yeah, it could just be, like... That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. It doesn't have to be romantic. And if it is um, going to be romantic, you could have, I don't know, any scene that implies that's coming? Any dialogue that sets that up. Uh, we then get the fakest looking and sounding rain in a movie I've ever yes, seen. Yes, but this is the, like, all right, I'm going to kill all these motherfuckers montage. And you get, like, these insane things, including... They made one mistake. <laughs> They left me alive. Uh -huh. And the, there's even like a Predator kill where he's covered. Although I guess Predator steals it from this because Predator. Pre this whole thing is Predator but, kills. But Predator came second. So this is, I guess, all of Predator is Rambo kills. Um, I guess. It's just that Schwarzenegger, I think, is the better actor of the two of them at this. Um, oh, my God. Yes. But there, he even does the like he covers himself in mud and then like pops off the wall and stabs a guy. He miss he so one guy gets pulled into a tree somehow, and I'm still unclear how yeah, that happened. It's happens. definitely a predator type trap, but we don't see him make it. Yeah, um, 
And then he kills this village's chickens <laughs> just to provide a, a diversion. Yes. And I was like, but like, that's someone's food. Yeah. Like that's someone's livelihood. Exactly. And also what, what is going to happen when Gaston shows up and is like, hey, you owe me five dozen eggs every single day. And now I'm going to just beat yeah. you. Um, Can we talk about just briefly how the economics. the economics of Gaston eating five dozen eggs a day is like enough to cripple that village? Chickens, I, they would ha- they would be overrun with chickens. They would have to be because chickens. I look this up. Chickens lay an egg every other day, so you get about 180 eggs a year per chicken. Gaston is eating mm-hmm. 60 eggs every single day. Yes, the uh, the the number of chickens you need is astounding. Anyway, sixty times three six five would be like eighteen nineteen hundred. That seems too high, but maybe thirty six times sixty. Yeah, it's about eighteen hundred. No, 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 no. Wait, hold on. 60 eggs a day times 365 days is 21,900 eggs. And oh, 18,000. That's what I meant. So 21,000 eggs a year. Okay. Divide by 180. Yes. And that's 122 chickens. Minimum. Yes, minimum. Because, like, you know, it's an average of one a day. So you got to have some. You're buffer. just doing 100. Just get 150 yeah, chickens. Yeah, exactly. Just make it. Exactly. You're rounded up because you know he's a psycho. Plus, other people need to eat. But just Gaston's portion is about 125 chickens. Because that woman orders six yes, eggs. Exactly. And if they do the same thing every day, she orders six eggs every exactly. day. Exactly. Time loop. Anyway, uh, this has been our Beauty and the Beast corner of our Rambo 2 podcast. Um,. <laughs> My favorite um, so, part of this is like there's a bunch of really great fire and explosion stunts here, but there's like a final standoff where it's like one guy with a pistol and Rambo with his bow, and they're like taking shots at each other. They do with the pistol can't hit Rambo. Rambo can't hit him, so he loads up. An, I think that's also part of what annoyed me that like no one seems to be able to hit Rambo. Yeah, he needs to get shot. Like he needs to take some wounds and keep on ticking. Is is you? John McClane walked through glass like. Right stuff but happened. that's the difference is like john mcclain was a real not to get all like esoteric about action movies but john mcclain was a real turning point in that like the hero is super duper vulnerable and he's just a guy who gets his ass handed to him but he keeps going like he's a timex watch is the whole joke of like he just keeps on ticking whereas like rambo's a superhero he's just not called one he's not wearing a cape yeah that's fair but anyway rambo screws on an explosive tip and hits this dude center mass with it and he turns into just smithereens of blood it's like when jaws gets i was like blown are up. you kidding yeah, me yeah it's crazy over the top that this one guy gets blown up like that um and then we get a helicopter water fight where rambo jumps out of the water yes. into the helicopter he grabs the skid with one hand does a one-handed pull up and then like gets into the helicopter and if you muted this it just looks like rough gay yeah, porn they're it's just two dudes, two sweaty, muscly dudes rolling around choking yeah. each other. He finally gets the better. This guy like does like a monkey flip and throws him out of the plane or chopper rather. And then he just looks at the helicopter driver who's like, see ya. And he takes a header. It's Michael Caine uh-huh. in Goldmember uh-huh. where he's like, you don't even have a name yeah. tag. Just lie on the ground right now. Save me the trouble. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to bother. But then it turns into a helicopter mission to to belay your video game analogy before. It's just like, oh, now's the mission where you're flying a helicopter and you have a special POV view. Hey, this ravine's pretty tight. You got to be careful down Uh there. I've packed you some extra grenades in there to help clear the path. Exactly. Look for the blinking red beacon. That's where your pickup point is. Um, also, a stuntman died in one of these explosions on oh this movie. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. I know. I was like, also, I just, it's like when uh, the guy, the 
stuntman or stunt coordinator passed during it was a twilight zone uh a lot of people died in the twilight zone There's two children and no, the, the like, oh yeah because of a helicopter yeah. right yeah it's just like oh god they also have, I think, the biggest explosion I've ever seen in a movie that wasn't like a building going up. When the beginning of this chopper sequence, it drops a bomb that's like the size of a large water barrel, and it's just like, yeah, <laughs> it's one of the Jaws water uh-huh, barrels. Uh huh. And then the so this is where he like he lands his helicopter, runs well, over first, to the first jail, he takes the shoots. First, the, he takes the fifty caliber machine gun off the side so he can do the iconic Rambo pose of like him one arming a gun that a human being shouldn't be able to hold. Yes, yeah. So he he basically like lands, like puts his flashers on, lands in the no parking <laughs> zone at a tar- in front of Target, <laughs> runs inside, grabs his grabs his you know curbside pickup POWs, runs them all back into the helicopter. And just takes off yeah. again. Well, one guy does get shot, and, which is like the most telegraphed thing ever. Yeah, of course. And then um, they take off and the Russians take off on another helicopter. And this helicopter has missile launchers and still can't aim worth the yeah. shit. To be fair, I, if my experience playing video games is anything like real life, chopper v. chopper fighting and plane v. plane fighting, etc. are basically impossible. <laughs> But, like, even at the point when they damage Rambo's helicopter and he can't keep it steady, he's, like, clearly on a trajectory down. They're not, they're not like, you know what, let's just get behind and above, aim down, there we yeah. go. Yeah, And then later they, like, the plane, the chopper somehow disappears from view. It teleports. Like, it gets shot and it's wounded and then, like, the Russian chopper can't find him. And then suddenly he's, like, a quarter of a mile away down uh, along the water and, and looks like he's dead. He's playing, he's literally playing dead. So it's a weird thing where like, if this had been people, not helicopters, the scene makes much more yes. sense because this helicopter comes around the bend of these trees, sees Rambo's helicopter somehow from a hundred yards away and up in the air, he can see that Rambo looks dead in the front driver's seat of the plane of the helicopter. Yes, the guy has eagle eyes. And rather, rather than just fire, like unload the clip, just blow this thing the hell up. Instead, they pull the helicopter all the way in till basically it's, they're kissing. And then as he's about to hit the switch, Rambo pops up from playing possum and fires his grenade, la- his missile launcher. Yeah. It's like, it's what the so hell? Stupid. This is so dumb. It's so stupid. But it is a cool explosion. It's a great explosion, but like, whatever. And then the sneaky a hole uh, Charles Napier guy is still hanging out for some reason. He hasn't been like, hey, this mission was a failure. We got to go. Everybody. Right. Out. And also, they're like, oh, uh, certainly they would be aware of what Rambo's doing at this point, I would think. And and maybe they wouldn't be. But Ra- Rambo radios in. He's like, I'm coming home with the prisoners, and then I'm coming for you, Murdoch. So he, like, lands he grabs this giant machine gun and then he like chokes charles napier slams him onto the desk no first he punches the one oh, guy the cobra kai guy gets decked yes cobra kai is like glad you're home yeah. and i'm like why not what you should have all left <laughs> yeah all the people who abandoned him would have been like i'm we're out done. we're Deuces. so screwed let's get out of here um he like like you need to be tripping over yourselves hopping a fence yes. like the like christmas yeah story. the one dude can fly helicopters get in one and get out he's gonna kill you yeah so rambo goes in and just shoots up all the computers which like <laughs> that's why part of this movie feels like old people yelling at technology oh, for sure it does um and then rambo like throws him onto the table and goes mission accomplished 
and stabs his knife into the table. Like right near his head. Uh, and he's like, you know where all the rest of them are because of your fancy computers. Go save those men. And I was like, except he doesn't because you broke all the computers. <laughs> yes. All of that information is gone and now. And then he gets into like a real big uh, fight with his superior where he's like, we just want our country to love us as much as we love it. And I'm just like, oh, my God, with this nonsense. It feels so ham-fisted. It's, so, it's just not that movie. Like, the, the quiet character study of, like, the abandoned Vietnam guy doesn't make sense when he just blew up a village of people. And then he, but then at the end, he's like, you're going to get a Medal of Honor for this. And he's like, you know what? They're the real heroes. And then you pay him back to the POWs. And I'm like, you're all actors. Yeah. None of you are yeah. real. None of you are veterans. Well, all right. I mean, <laughs> it's a line in the movie. It's not talking about the actors. as It just people. feels so unnecessarily <laughs> preachy. It's not as bad as the scene in Battleship where all of the World War II guys are the only ones that know how to make the only boat that's functional work. So they do back in black to a bunch of men in their 70s and 80s who are actual veterans like getting this ship ready and it's supposed to be this like cool pump up scene like in a superhero movie and instead it's a bunch of old men shuffling their feet because they're all 75 and older basically yeah uh and then rambo walks to thailand as the credits begin this movie's because dumb the next movie starts with him in thailand stick fighting gotcha um i'm guessing i know the answer to this just like earlier but would you recommend rambo 2 no, find a compilation of the explosions on YouTube in 1080p and watch that because they're great explosions. Yeah, I the movie parts of this movie are not good. The stunt parts of this movie are legitimately great. Like uh, the, the action stuff is awesome. And I definitely see why some like this stuff got ripped off so much because it is so good. Like it's it's over the top. Yes, but it's over the top in a fun, very watchable way. Um I think many, many great action movies came after this, but I, I really like a, a lot of the action stuff in this. But the movie itself is not good. Um, That's Stallone fair. is – this is like the worst of Stallone acting. Not that I think the bar is necessarily, you know, in the 80s anyway, all that high. But this is bad. Other than Rocky, is there a good – Well, I just said that the Rocky – I thought he was – Award worthy. So Rocky One, Rocky Balboa, and Creed. I don't think Rocky Balboa is in the same. Uh, I frankly, I think Rocky, I think Creed is the best of all those by a real wide margin. But I'm sure there are other Stallone things I'm not thinking of. I'm not a super well versed on the guy. Uh, certainly, Stop yeah. or My Mom Will Shoot is one of the all time all times. Estelle Getty. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not the hugest of Stallone fans, although obviously I like the Rocky movies uh, for as dumb as they are. Um, but yeah, this is not this is not the high point for me. No. Thank you all so much for listening to the show. I hope that if you're a Rambo head, you really enjoy Rambo Last Blood. Um, I will not be seeing at you seeing you at the movies for that, but I hope you really enjoy it. Um, we will be back to start the spooktacular in two weeks. Uh, until then. There are a couple quick things you can do. The first is check us out on Patreon, as we said at the top of the show. Patreon.com slash Dissecting the 80s. You can find uh, all sorts of fun tiers that will tell you what's coming up in the show. Check out the Patreon tiers. You can get everything from uh, just new information about the show and our monthly newsletter to bonus episodes to making your own choice for what our listener request month stuff is with a much uh, lower odds, right? You don't get thrown in the general pile. You do that $10 tier for a year, and you get to pick a movie, which 
is pretty great and may not be around forever. So take advantage of that while you can. Yeah. And if you're on Patreon, the day this comes out, uh, you can maybe listen to our uh, interview with the creative team at Universal Orlando yeah, we're, for Halloween Horror Nights. That should be up to, uh, by today for sure, uh, unless things have gone uh, crazy and not out of our control. Uh, you'll there'll also be some video that we're going to shoot while we're down there. We'll try to put some of that stuff up too. Uh, put that together for y'all. Uh, if you missed it on the last episode, we're getting to cover the Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios Orlando, which is something we've always wanted to do. And that's thanks to our Patreon supporters. So we're really, really grateful for that. You can also check us out uh, at Dissect the 80s on Twitter, Dissect the 80s on Facebook. Well, we love hearing from you. Uh, email dissectthe80s at gmail.com if you got a comment question you want us to weigh in on something for you we'll 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 try and help you out uh don't forget to rate and review the show wherever you get it if you don't do it on itunes take a screenshot and send it to us and we will read that on the air it's been a while since we got one so we'd love to hear your review so send it our way thank you so much for listening we will be back on october 7th with night of the comet i've been triplano i will always be andrew lano until october 7th don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum some of this production. Ow.